You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape, podcast episode number 232. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, how to be strong and powerful, your best bets for Halloween candy, and one little simple change you can make that'll make a big difference in your next workout. Okay, I realize that I'm not getting these each week as I had initially wanted to, but as you've been following along, you probably know i got a lot going on. So I'm going to give you a little heads up as to what's coming up and what I've been working on. Uh, the first thing is the new website, Strong and Powerful, which is going to combine some of my other websites all into one. And it also goes by I Am Strong and Powerful. So those are both the uh, same address links. You can find those also on Instagram and um, Facebook too. And I've been working on creating a new studio for the videos that we do for the different programs and for YouTube and all of those other things. So that's been taking a while to get that together. It's not real easy when I'm by myself or just have one other person. So, you know, it takes longer. Um, I've also been working on a bunch of new programs and makeovers for online training and motivation, seeing that that's what you always tell me that you need the most of. And what else? Oh, yes, my house. <laughs> I've been working on renovating that. Um, you can check out some of those pictures at fitnessmakeover.com forward slash house. Um, I've updated a little bit, but uh, anyways, you'll see the amount of work and doing it all by myself. It certainly does take a while, but I've had some friends help me and we're getting a little closer to being done with what needs to be done just to get us ourselves in. So the next thing I want to tell you is that I'm going to actually make the podcast a little bit shorter um, probably for the next couple of months until I get all this other stuff done. So at least I can get them out to you each week like I want to. Wednesday is usually the days that I would do them and post them. But since I don't have as much time, what I'm going to do is just condense them, probably go more off the top of my head than doing the in-depth research that I usually do. So they'll probably be more like short and quick tips and maybe a review or a flashback to some previous podcasts because there are a lot of them now, 232 of them to be exact. And sometimes we forget some of the earlier ones. And sometimes it's nice to go back to them and reference some of the different information that is there. And one last thing is if it sounds kind of echoey in here or different, it's because we have no furniture and nothing on the wall. So there, yes, there is an echo here. You're not going crazy. It, it's definitely something there. I tried to balance it out, but oh well, I did the best I could. So let's get going on to the main episode. Now, as the holidays approach, and more specifically, Halloween is just right around the corner, we always run into those problems of what do we eat? Do we have to avoid everything? Um, what's the best way to balance everything out? So I wanted to let you know a couple of things. Number one, National Chocolate Day is October 28th, and then National Oatmeal Day is October 29th. So I guess you get to have your treats, and then you try to fix it with a better eating plan of the oatmeal. But Anyways, um, chocolate does have some health benefits, but like with everything else, you need to have it in smaller amounts. 
So yes, chocolate does have its own health benefits, and that is the fact that chocolate contains flavonoid compounds that actually act as antioxidants. And antioxidants are those things that help to lower our LDL cholesterol and reduce blood pressure, uh, amongst other things. But uh, you don't need to eat a whole lot of the chocolate, and usually the studies are done with the dark chocolate, which for some reason isn't everybody's favorite. But uh, that's okay. You can have a little bit and enjoy it. You don't want to have too much because obviously you're going to gain weight if you have too much of that or anything. But given that October 28th is National Chocolate Day, you might want to indulge a little bit just to celebrate the day. And then of course the next day you're going to be looking at your oatmeal because National Oatmeal Day being October 29th, I think we all know how much benefits oatmeal has. And of course, it's a great way to start your morning, you know, gets you nice and full, gives you the energy to keep going all day long. And of course, helps to reduce your blood uh, cholesterol levels, blood pressure, and yeah, can prevent obesity. Basically, getting that breakfast in and having that extra fiber in the oatmeal can do a lot of good things for you. Now, before we get on to some of the Halloween candy suggestions, I was looking uh, through the internet and saw an article that said the exercise equivalence of Halloween candy. Do you know how much gym time you'll need to burn off your favorite Halloween treats? And although that may sound like a great thing that you might want to read, in reality, you can't burn off what you eat. It's all about your metabolism. Yeah, you can burn some extra calories, but that's not necessarily going to replace what you ate. And it's definitely not going to burn off what you ate. So even though in theory it sounds great, it really isn't because it's not as simple as calories in, calories out. If it was, then no one would have a weight issue. And basically everybody would be in great shape. But there's other factors involved. So I thought that was a little bit of a misleading headline. And I think that's also one of those things where people get so used to hearing it, they think it's true. They think they can burn off what they ate at the gym. And in reality, you can't. So you have to make the right steps beforehand by having the right amounts of things and making sure you're getting your other balanced meals throughout the day. Because you want to keep that metabolism going strong by eating, by exercising. Now with that in mind, if you did want to have a little treat, because certain things can be around this time of year, what would you choose? Well, actually, there's a whole list, and I'm going to put it on the um, fitgirlguide.blogspot.com, and that way you can kind of take a look at everything and figure out what your favorites are. But to give you an idea, a lot of the snack size bars are the perfect thing to use um, because, obviously, it's already packaged small for you, and they're less calories. Most of these, well, actually... Yeah, a lot of them, all of them are under 100 calories. So you might even be able to have two and feel like you had a lot when you're still sticking to a solid plan, getting that benefit of the additional chocolate in your diet, but also having something that you can enjoy. So your 80-calorie-ish fun size bars are things like uh, the Baby Ruth, the Almond Joy, Butterfinger, uh, let's see, Milky Way, Mounds. These are all good stuff, huh? A uh, little mini Snickers is actually 70 calories. And a little fun-sized Twix bar. Now, it's interesting. You would think that Twizzlers, being just like the chewy licorice, wouldn't be as much. But three of them is 100 calories, which actually is not a bad thing because if you take little bites, you'll make it last longer. And I guess in theory, you could burn more calories by chewing than the amount of calories that you're eating. 
Now, of course, there's other fun things. I know everybody likes the uh, peanut butter cups, and those little miniature Reese peanut butter cups are 36 calories. So if you want to stay under 100, you could have two, maybe three, and just get a little over that 100 um, mark. Uh, your M&M peanuts, which are my favorite, uh, 70 calories. Now, actually, I thought they were more like 100, but whatever. I guess it depends. Uh, the bag is a 13-gram size, so figure it out. And to be honest with you, the milk chocolate ones are 60 calories, so not that much of a difference. Um, hmm, interesting. So anyways, I'll put this whole list, and that way you can see what the size is, um, and it's listed in the grams. So like anything else, you want to make sure you're comparing the same thing to the same thing. So you don't want to look at a bar that is... I don't know, let's say four ounces, and compare it to this, which you think is maybe one ounce. So look at the grams. Make sure that it is the exact bar that you're looking at that's the same one so that you know your calories are going to be correct. And if not, you know, you'll have to compensate and do some math, which is always lots of fun when it comes to those calories. Now, if you buy into that whole concept of burn off what you just ate, which, you know, I don't, but... If you do, um, you can do a lot of Halloween walking, making sure that you're carrying the bag so you have some resistance and uh, making sure you hit like a lot of neighborhoods or a lot of houses or walk as far all the way up, down, wherever, just to get some extra exercise. It's always good for you anyway. So, hey, it's not going to kill you and it's going to be probably a lot of fun. Um, a couple other suggestions, which have been, I think, in past podcasts as well, is if you're, if you're the person that's at home handing out the candy, Try to get candy that's not quite your favorite. That way you won't be munching on it when people come. And uh, the other thing is, if you tend to munch on your kids' candy, um, I usually put it in a jar, and that way it's like, okay, that's hers, her candy. And if I want some, you know, I can ask her for it, um, or I'll take some and put it in my own little jar. And so they're kind of separate, kind of like when you have roommates and you don't touch the roommate's food that's in the fridge, that kind of thing. And you put it in your head that, you know what, I can't touch that, it's not mine, and then have your own selection of stuff, maybe the things that we just mentioned that are lower in calories, and so you can have a little bit of a treat and um, not feel guilty. And if you have any Halloween or holiday tips that will help the rest of us, go ahead and share it with me on the facebook.com forward slash fitgirlusa page, or you can add me into a Twitter and let us all know so we can all benefit from your expertise, knowledge, and experience. Now, in motivation, we're going to talk about what it is to be strong and powerful. And you may remember going through this when we talked about your mantra, which is the thing that you need to think of when maybe you're not feeling motivated or maybe you're not having a great day. Something that you can say to yourself, a kind of go-to phrase that picks you up and reminds you that, you know, yes, you can do this. And what I've used in the past with some athletes is the I am strong and powerful so that when they are run down in the middle of a game, they can keep thinking that in their head and that's going to give them that extra energy, really overcome the mindset fatigue to help them perform their best. So of course you can do that too, because it's not just for athletes. It's also for our everyday people because life is kind of like a whole type of athletic event on its own. So what do you do with that? Well, you create whatever your phrase would be appropriate. You know, I am whatever. I am 
lean. I am healthy. I am moving. Um, the strong and powerful just really connotates a lot of different things. So uh, that's why we started the website for it. And we're going to include in that um, a lot of the different mindset techniques and motivation techniques and ways to help build yourself up rather than beat yourself down. And also a bit of an, an anti-bully um, section because you know what, uh, if people had better self-esteem and self-confidence, some of the bullying they receive wouldn't affect them as much. You know, a lot of times people get picked on and they take it much more personally if their self-esteem is low. And that's where it can be extremely damaging and lead to some of these effects um, such as, you know, either suicide or, you know, people killing other people or whatever. Um, but the basis is getting yourself to be, well, strong and powerful in your mind and, of course, in your body, but more so having that confidence knowing that you are worthy and you can do things that you want to achieve. And that's a lot of times why we lose motivation is because, you know, we start to doubt ourselves. We start to get into maybe a um, little downward spiral of negative thinking. And all of that leads to, well, why bother? And then that is your lack of motivation. Whereas if you have this in the back of your head and you can say it when you're feeling like you don't want to go to the gym, then boom, it's going to help give you that push you need. I know people always say, how do I get that push to go to the gym? Well, you get that push by making it a habit. And the habit is not just with your body, but it's also with your mind. And actually, it begins in your mind first, because what you say and think is true for you and nothing else. So what that means is that, you know what, if you say it, whether it's true or not, your mind is going to believe it is true. And that's why it's so powerful to change the way you think. And that's why this site is going to really cover a lot of that so we can help other people change the way they think, get out of that whole negative self-talk, get out of the um, lack of self-confidence, and just become a better person overall. And these things are a major part of health and fitness. We don't always think about it because it's not tangible. We can't see it. Um, and to some degree, we can't always feel it, but when you develop these, we can even call them muscles, your mind muscles, then you do feel it. You know, you know it's there. It's there for you when you need it, and it comes out at the times when you think that you can't go on anymore. So the repetition, making a habit, these are all things that are going to lead to your best body because, of course, you're going to be having healthy habits if you are telling yourself every day that you are healthy. Now, one thing we're going to have on the site, and it can also go on the Facebook page or whatever, is um, a section for you to share your strong and powerful moment of the day. Basically, each little success you have, no matter how small it is, is a strong and powerful moment. Now, you may have not wanted to go to the gym today, but you went anyway, and you ended up having a great workout. Hey, that, that is a strong and powerful moment. You know, you said, well, I'm just going to get in the car and go and do something. That's a strong and powerful moment. Maybe uh, there was a party and you wanted a big piece of cake and you took a little sliver. That's another strong and powerful moment. So different things are going to be those moments for different people. But sharing it is going to reinforce it in your own mind that, yes, I can do this. And then, of course, hearing other people doing 
other things motivates you. You know, you want to be part of that group as well, and you want to share with them, you know, the successes, and we all want to celebrate your success. We are not certainly a community of people that are going to bash each other. We're all supportive. So that's part going to be a big part of the site because it's always fun to see other people succeed. We haven't built the entire site yet, but make sure you go and bookmark strongandpowerful.com or IamStrongAndPowerful.com. Now in training, everybody would like to have one little thing that would make their workout 100 times more efficient, more effective, get your results 100 times faster. Well, there actually is one little simple thing that you can do that'll get you better results. And I'm pretty sure you're probably not doing it now. Maybe some of you are, but um, a lot of times in the gym, I see people doing it, well, not doing it is what I should say, which is why I'm telling you to do this. And you're probably wondering, what the hell is she talking about? Well, basically, in short, the next time you go work out, slow down on every repetition and make it slow so where you have your negative of the movement, the lowering portion, take five seconds. And please remember, it's not one, two, three, four, five. It's 1,001, 1,002, yep, or one Mississippi, two Mississippi, whatever you do. But lower your weight, control your weight for a negative of five seconds and lift it for two. You can certainly lift it up a little bit faster if you want, I mean, faster or slower, but you definitely don't want to go too fast because you don't want to use momentum. So usually a positive of like one, two, and then lowering slowly, slowly, slowly. And what I was referring to before was that I see everybody going so fast in the gym. And they're just, they're using momentum, they're not controlling, they're not using the right muscles. And to be honest with you, I see it at the fitness conventions too. A lot of these instructors are doing everything so fast. And that's probably why people go into the gym after taking classes and do everything so fast because they're following the instructor. Um, and uh, some exercises, a lot of exercises, are just not good for you if you do them too fast. You can risk uh, compromising the joints of the shoulder or your wrist or your knee or your ankle. So slow down every repetition. Now, for example, if you um, are doing squats, which I'm sure you are, uh, maybe not every day, but yeah, you're doing your squats, lower yourself on the count of five. And then you're going to come up very smoothly and controlled, but it's going to be a one-two. And of course, you don't lock the knees. You come up to where your knees are slightly bent. And then you'll go right back down. Now, it's probably the two count is probably your regular pace, to be honest with you. But the five count obviously is slowing it down. So definitely the next time you get to the gym, remember the five to lower, lift for two, and see how it feels. As a matter of fact, for your next workout, do this for every repetition you do and let me know how it feels. You know, hit me on the Facebook or the Twitter and tell me what you thought. And I think you're going to find that it's a lot harder than it sounds because you have to control that whole muscle in your lowering portion and getting right back up and down into it again. So, I mean, this all adds up. So it's one simple little thing. Slow it down, and you will see a huge, huge difference. 
As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.